welcome to the Sinvergüenza podcast featuring Jimmy Luca. We are on episode 15, I think. Hold up. Hold up. It's about to be a messy episode, by the way, because everything is messy. Oh, yeah, last episode was episode 14. Come on, son. Right on the money. Right on the fucking money. I just checked the fucking podcast app, and it was literally like last episode was 14, so I was right. So I was right. I love being right in case nobody knows. Last episode was 14, so I was right about this being 15. Come on, son. Also, shout out to Average Plays 598. Stop it. But where the fuck are you guys on my on my podcast IG, though? Because it doesn't even add up. Like, my the IG, the podcast IG has, like, fucking 100 followers and shit. Shit is whack. Guys, it's a messy week, but it's okay to have messy weeks because life is messy. Life is messy, and that's it. You move on. You move on with your mess of a life, and you continue to live messy. And then you have this podcast where I tell you that it's okay to live messy and have messy thoughts. Yeah, keep them to yourself because these days everybody's fucking bugging out about what everybody says and that's it (sighs) life's not that messy okay i lost my camera guy he sucks ass he ordered a fucking domino sandwich and that was it he ordered a domino sandwich we got into an argument because i told him what the fuck are you doing ordering a, a domino sandwich He genuinely thought it was a good idea to order a domino sandwich. So I said, you're a cock for ordering a a sandwich from Domino's. Who in their right mind thinks, you know what? Who, Who in their right mind thinks to order Domino's, period? Like, I get it. Last resort. I will say, though. Okay? I will say. Life hack. Because if you're like me, you think logical. And Domino's is not your first choice. But if it's like 1 or 2 a.m. or or you, even if, if you're a little broke and you're like, you know what? I'm going to order Domino's. Thin crust or personal pan. That's the life hack. The regular pizza, trash. And if you if you want a fucking sub and you literally think I'm going to order one from Domino's, you are a cock get the fuck out of here you're a cock so i told him that i told him yo you're a cock and he didn't like that and now i don't have a fucking camera guy now i don't have visuals till god knows when and that sucks it sucks but for now you can just deal with this you can deal with the your this is your subconscious every week your seen vergüenza in you through me this is the voice of god all right calm down it is october 22nd today and that means yesterday was my birthday i turned 26 and i had like two people be like dog you're only 26 like suck dick i hate that shit you don't like in a world 
full of people who say things and other people get pissed off and everybody's easily offended. There are some things where I think you shouldn't say that. And that's one of those things when someone is in their twenties or even fucking thirties or what, even if somebody's in their forties, you don't tell them that they look older, bro. You tell that person that they look young as fuck. I literally had somebody be like, Oh damn nigga, you 26. <laughs> like, bro, are you kidding me right now? And he could have played it off too. He could have been like, Oh yo, 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 you only 26. Yo, you got a long way to go, man. You guys sit your whole life. at No. He literally was like, bro, you look 30. Good, good, good. You know who else looks 30? Your girl. Your girl. Your fucking girl. Oh, you don't have a girl? The girl you're going to date looks 30 already because she's beat. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck is good with people, bro? There's certain things you don't say in this life. There's certain things you don't say. Oh, you look 30. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, it, you know, I turned 26. I look 26. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Now, I, you know what? I know. Yeah, whatever. I look like I'm in my 30s. You know what? Eat a dick. I've gotten that before. Yeah, you look older. You sound older. I got the deep fucking voice. I sound like James Earl Jones. Whatever. Whatever. I'm fine. I'm good in my own skin. You know what I mean? If I look 30, I look 30. But if you come up to me and tell me that, if you express that to me, you guess what? Your girl also automatically by default looks 30. That's how I feel. Um, yeah, birthday was cool. Um, it was a little rocky, not going to lie, I, but I chilled with some good people, um, had some, some good, and the whole weekend was a birthday affair. It's funny how when you, when you become older, um, you know, but depending on when your birthday's on, your birthday goes from like when you were a kid, you're like, oh yeah, I want the presents and everything. And now when you're older, it's like, you just want a little mini vacation. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Even though it's not really a mini, mini vacation, because when you get to this age and I say that, and this is, this is why I lose in life because people tell me I look 30 and then I say shit like this, that makes it sound like I am 30. Like I'm literally about to be like, Oh, you get at this age in life, 26 where it feels like you can't even drink anymore. I literally cannot drink anymore. And I'm not trying to make it sound like I need to drink, but I, yeah, I want to enjoy a fucking drink without feeling the heartburn come up or like I can't sleep. Like where's the logic behind that? By the way, you can't fucking drink and, and, and sleep. They tell they, I don't know if you guys know this, but they, they say that not, they say it's scientifically proven. There's like a fucking documentary on Netflix. It's pretty dope. When you drink, you don't get good quality sleep. Bro, I'm consuming alcohol that is making me tired at the bar. That's the shit that I fucking hate. That's the shit that I hate. That's that bullshit. That I could fucking be at the bar and I can't be a fucking warrior. I gotta, I gotta fucking not only look like I'm 30, but act like I'm 30. And 
I can fucking not drink at the bar. I can't drink at the bar for mad long because at the bar, I start falling asleep at the bar. And then when I get home, I can't sleep. So you're telling me the drink that I'm drinking is making me tired, but when I get home, I can't sleep. What type of half-ass NyQuil shit is that, bro? That's that bullshit. That is that bullshit. Honestly. And, but yeah, you get to a point where, you know, you don't, you can't drink. Like, it's almost like it's kind of uh, rough. And... So it doesn't really feel like a little mini vacation, but you try to make it that. So your birth, you know, your birthday goes from, from your little and you want presents and a little fucking party and shit. And then you grow older and boom, you just want this little mini vacation. It doesn't feel like a mini vacation because the drink that's making you fall asleep at the bar doesn't allow you to have quality sleep when you get home. That's that bullshit. So yeah, the birthday was dope, man. I did I did the whole adult thing and I was like I made it a whole weekend thing. It ended yesterday on the official birthday. Shout out to my my best friend Ant who's in the, who's been on the podcast before and will return. Um he took me to fucking legal. And I had the most fire bougie plate of fish and chips ever. And I also realized again for like the 300th time every time I go there Garden City is so bougie it's so bougie everything that's everything that's bougie is at Garden City also last week I TMI the worst thing that could happen to a WebMD person and I've been through this with you guys before and if you're a first time listener I'm a WebMD person I am 100% admitting right now that I am a WebMD person. Meaning any any little thing that happens to me, I go on Google and I'm like, yo, am I dying? And Google's like, yes, you are. And I'm like, cool, when? And I start panicking about when. And I start giving me days to live and all that. The worst thing that could have happened to me, right? <clears throat> Full disclosure, by the way, I am clean. I am clean. I just felt the need to say that. And that's that. But I did wake up and I had pain in my parts. It wasn't, it wasn't like on my actual thing. It was in my left testicle. So my first thought was not you have an STD. It was you have cancer in your testicle. And that blows. And of course, you know what? I give myself a little bit of credit because I didn't hop on Google right away this week. I I remember this thing that they taught little uh, growing men in high school. The, the the I don't know if you guys went through this thing in your high school too. If you did, you know, share your stories. If not, then you're left out. I'm sorry that the podcast is suddenly unrelatable. I apologize. But. When I was in high school, the nurse used to give you, uh, the nurse's office would give you a thing. It was like every year just to make sure that you had it. And they would give you this, this packet. It was a whole packet for no reason. Because all it was doing was telling you to check your testicles every now and then when you get out of the fucking shower. So men have to do this. Men have to do this every so often. You know, 
make sure that I think it's like make sure the shower's hot. And then when you're out, you know, you check it when the when the water's off and everything and it's and it's hot and everything. You check your shit and you, you know, you move them around. You move your balls around and and (laughs) you move your balls around and you check for lumps and everything. So I want to say for like two days I had pain in my left testicle and I got out of the shower and I did the whole check and I felt a lump. Worst thing that could have happened to me. Because, of course, I feel a lump, I feel the pain, I go on Google, and Google tells me that I have testicular cancer. I didn't need Google to tell me that. I already felt like I did. I feel the pain, and I have the lump. So in my head, I'm like, I definitely have testicular cancer. Google's just about to confirm it for me. And then Google confirmed it for me, and then my life is suddenly... That's what my life is. Breaking bad. I I have testicular cancer. God forbid, Jimbo. God forbid I don't have testicular cancer. Google told me I did. I went to the doctor's office, bro. This is just how my, my mind works, honestly. And I'll probably have a bunch of niggas reach out and be like, nigga, I went through this, this, and that. You don't have to. Th- I know. Just don't say anything to me. Ignore me. I'm just... This is what I do. I self-roast. I roast everything. Laugh. Just laugh and keep it moving. I went to the doctor's office. I called them all dramatically. I'm like, <laughs> it was mad funny how I called them now that I think about it. I called them so dramatically and was like, what do I do when I have pain in my left testicle? And I also go to the bathroom and I also have a lump on my left testicle. And they're like, well, you know, they're basically doing the whole doctor thing. And I'm like, well, there's other things that go into it. And I mean, uh, and then, and then like, but you know what? Cause they hear, they hear the anxiety in my voice. They're like, you should come in anyway and we'll check and you know, we'll make sure that you're good. And I'm like, all right. So I go um, to my doctor's office and the greatest thing, man. The greatest thing. The most awkward thing. The most awkward thing is what I mean. When I say greatest, I'm being sarcastic. I knew that doctors were going to be fucking feeling all my shit. Am I 100% comfortable with it? Not really. But I went anyway because I thought I was dying and I needed to know if I was dying or not. So I went. And they checked my balls. Uh, you know, we don't feel a lump. They're all up in that shit compared to how I checked it, by the way. They always, they always do doctors when you, when you, I mean, I'm sure females go through it too. Females, you know, they've had their scares before. I've talked to a few who've had their scares with their breasts and everything and they check. And I feel like doctors check so much harder than you do, bro. Like if you have a pain in your stomach and you think you have appendicitis or females freak themselves out about their breasts or men with their with their testicles bro why do doctors feel you up so much harder than you do it's like oh you feel that like yeah bro like oh are you in pain when i push down on your stomach no i'm just fucking the pain that you're causing is the only pain that i feel right now scale of one to ten twelve just fucking like relax a little bit 
I'm in here. I'm anxious. Why are you like, if I'm telling you there's a possible lump there that I thought I felt, why are you like squeezing my nutsack? That's insane. That's insane. So yeah, they went hard. They checked all around the world. And apparently they didn't feel anything. But then, um, you know, my fucking anxious ass, this is, I always like look at myself and I'm like, this is how I would deal, deal with myself. I'm like, oh, so you didn't feel anything. And instead of just being like, no, I didn't, you're free to go. She was like, no, I didn't. But that doesn't mean there's anything that there's nothing there. So I'm going to send you for an ultrasound at Kent. Like, bro, cool, man. You could have just told me I was fine and I would have been good. But now you're going to make me anxious for another week until I get this ultrasound. So my ultrasound is on Thursday. And until next week, when you talk to me, I'm going to look like I'm a little stressed out about something. And it's because I think that I have testicular cancer. And if I do, I'm cooking meth. Why wouldn't I? I'm the biggest Breaking Bad fan of all time. Even though the movie sucked ass. Why wouldn't I cook meth? You know what I mean? There's a, uh, my high school that, in, in Harlem, that got shut down, by the way. Right? They created a Facebook group for a high school reunion party. And, of course, it went south. Bro, the high school got shut down. The high school got shut down, which in New York, it's it happens a lot. But my high school in New York, in in uh, in Harlem, was on one thirty fifth and Edgecombe, and it was called Bread and Roses. When I got accepted to the to this high school, I was like, I knew that. I'm like, yo, this is either a fucking like a Catholic school or it's like some new shit. And it was like some fairly newer shit. Um, I got accepted and I knew that it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be all peaches and shit because in middle school I was kind of difficult. And not difficult in a way that like I was an asshole, but I was what I am now, a fucking clown. That was that was what I was, a clown. You had class clown slash someone with fucking anxiety who couldn't stay in class because it was either like there was there was no work getting there was work getting done, but there was no work getting done. I was bullshitting through it. I would do what needed to be done and what I felt like didn't need to be done, I didn't do it. So it was really either class clown or anxiety attack and you leave class. So that's how my middle school went. So I knew I wasn't going to get accepted into a phenomenal high school and it wasn't a phenomenal, phenomenal high school. It got shut down. This high school that got shut down, um, a couple of classmates thought it was a good idea and it was a great idea. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It was a great idea. I, I loved, I loved the idea behind it and I still would love to go. But they made a, a high school reunion party uh, Facebook chat or group. 
they called it a chat. And they thought that it was going to be like in order. And it wasn't. This person was fucking asking this person, you know, what happened with this beef from fucking uh, over a decade ago. And this person was asking what happened in the staircase and this person was was asking what happened in the bathrooms and all this shit. And it just brought back so many memories. But basically, all of those conversations were happening and the admins were like, yo, we're shutting this shit down. So they shut it down and now they they have a new one with what they think is going to be less people who were causing shit in the last one. We'll see what happens. But it brought back mad memories. So far, it's brought back so many memories of my high school. And it's like, yo, I went to an interesting fucking high school. And there was so much shit happening around me that I was just like not at all. Um, like it wasn't relatable. It, none, none of high school was relatable. Other than like some weird some weird friends here and there. Like I had a friend reach out. She's, she was a weirdo like me. Um, I had a a couple other friends reach out who were also weirdos in their own way. Not weirdo. Like, you you know, I was look, I looked like the fucking school shooter. Cause number one, I'm not white. Number one, I'm not white. Just, just weirdo in a sense that like every, everybody. Okay. So everybody in my high school was either gang banging or fucking around in the staircase and or bathrooms. Here you have little Jimmy who, yeah, I had fucking uncles and cousins and shit who were involved, you know, in, in some, some activity in the streets, what we'd like to call it. So if they found out that I was involved in the streets, they'd beat my ass and they would tell me over and over again all the time. Other than that, I didn't need them to tell me like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't into that shit. That just, it wasn't, it was never my thing. I was this fucking socially awkward kid with social anxiety and some depression here and there. And, um, I fucking read comic books I fucking listen to other than other than um, hip hop and R and B. I would listen to shit that other people were not listening to, like rock music and and metal and you know alternative. I fucking you know like I had a fucking My Chemical Romance CD. I had a fucking Hillary Duff CD. That was that was something different. That was just you know my first boner. But this is just stuff that other kids were like they were just invested in like. Like I was, I was late to everything and they were invested in what they were invested in. Now that the fact that I went to high school and I had anxiety already, it was so much, it made it so much worse that everything was like the unknown to me. And it's hilarious looking back. Like, this ain't event sesh. This ain't a fucking TED Talk. But, like, my boy Ann put me onto the show uh, Big Mouth. And I find it hilarious. Because the main character, the and uh, he's a funny motherfucker, Nick Crow, 
um, his character Nick is based on his childhood where he was a late bloomer. And this is just one example. But that show, that's that's that show and that character is hilarious to me because that was literally me. Everyone in fucking high school, dead ass, was almost everybody in that high school and that this how it was it was bad. Like you you can make the reunion and fucking try to get everybody together because at the end of the day we were all friends and yeah whatever. But you can't act like the the high school wasn't bad. <laughs> you can't act like the high school wasn't bad. I'm sorry, but you can't. When you had people fucking in staircases and getting fucking getting their dicks sucked in the bathroom and there was even a time where uh some dude like leaked um getting head from this girl on twitter and it was like shown on the projector in in the fucking auditorium and the the principal was like what the fuck is wrong with y'all that's how bad that place was and i'm just sitting there in the auditorium like oh that's what that's what top is like i would hear about top all the time that's what top is and i would even hear about um i would even hear about get like when when it wasn't top people would talk about oh yeah i got my dick sucked you got to get your dick sucked one day and i would literally sit here and be like i don't know how that's enjoyable <laughs> and the funny thing is till this day like now that i'm not a late bloomer anymore and now that i you know i've been through it all already I still don't really enjoy it. That's a different story. I'll break that down on another podcast. <laughs> Cause if people ask, cause usually everybody's always like, you don't enjoy, you don't really enjoy head, huh? You must've not got, you must've been getting it from some trash bitch. No. Okay. I'll break it down right now. <clears throat> I have, I can tell that I've gotten good head before better than other head that I've gotten before my thing I think is um gonna sound a little soft but number one the girls that I that I that I'm with and the girls that I look at and the girls that I'm invested in usually I'm with them because I think they are beautiful I think they're beautiful people in their own way I think women are beautiful take something ugly like a dick and put it in their mouth eh not really uh, mm, ah, eh. the other thing I would just rather also soft I would just rather be inside of you and make love that's it that's it it's not about oh you didn't get it from the right person blah blah blah, blah. no just not a fan all around dicks are ugly so i think my dick is ugly not gonna want to put it in a girl's mouth that's not my first choice i would rather make love also i just I'm, i'll cut right to the chase yeah there's foreplay there's other things you could do yeah whatever but i'm good let's make love that's it but before all of that, I had no idea what top was. And I did not lose my virginity until I was like 17 going on 18. So everything was, I had no idea what the fuck was going on around me. And there was a lot going on around me. And that was scary. Because 
while I was socially awkward, I still kind of maneuvered my way around talking to women that I found attractive in high school. And yeah, I had a girlfriend or two in high school and that was scary because everything was happening around us. And I'm sure while I'm the late bloomer, the girls were like, okay, what are we doing here? This dude doesn't even know how to jerk off. That's the scary part. So high school was scary as fuck, bro. Honestly, it was. But it was awesome at the same time. I'm not going to lie. Like that Facebook group, that uh, the high school reunion, that's something I would definitely be down to go to 100%. Maybe. I don't know yet. Because the, the school was kind of crazy. Um, And the Facebook groups are kind of getting out of hand right now. I had a friend of mine send a meme to the to the group chat and it was like it was a fucking meme and in the picture part of the meme it was an empty living room basically like a full blown empty oh, living room. Oh, I'm gonna have to send you the voicemail. Full blown empty living room. Empty living room. I can't talk right now. But a couch and a TV and a PS4. And it was like, this is all men need or some shit like that. And the comment section was like, oh, how can you live like this? And blah, 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 blah. And I would have to agree. I. (laughs) These are one of those things in life where I feel like my whole life for different reasons and it and it's calmed down more lately because it's 2019 and people don't want to use that word anymore. <laughs> but this is one of those things in life where niggas call me gay. And if you do call me gay, I'm not going to like fucking bug out cuz I'm not. But there's been different times in my life where people are like, "Oh, you know what? You're fucking gay or you're fanboying or whatever." Yo. Um Jesus Christ. I'm distracted by my boys fucking acting fools, acting like fools on Twitter. Um, I told you this podcast was going to be a mess, guys. Fucking 31 minutes in. What was I talking about for that long? High school shit? I fucks with home decor. I don't know. I, and clearly... I'm one of the only men who do because in the group chat, my niggas were like, oh, that's all you need, man. Just the fucking TV, the PS4 and your couch. That's all I use. Yeah. But I, yo, when I come home, bro, and this is something that my mom instilled in me. This is something that my mom instilled in me. And, and if this makes me gay, blame my mother. I am gay because of my mom, because I like home decor. And you know what? My uncle, who is a horny fuck, and I know he is, because he's Dominican, and when you're Dominican, you're an, you're a horny fuck by default. He loves home decor. I fucking talk. I hit that nigga up the other day about getting where did where does he get his plants, and he was like, go to Whole Foods, nigga. And he's a G. My uncle is my uncle is a G. My uncle is street with a K, not not with a T, with a K. That means. He's graduated from street to street. Okay? I can't even say his fucking name. That nigga loves home decor. 
So guess what? If I'm gay, then he's gay. Okay? I love home decor. You come to my crib, you see some home decor on the wall, you see some fucking shit sitting around on the fucking table, on the, on the, on the TV stand, and guess what? I'm still going to feel like I don't have enough home decor because I'm going to hit up my fucking G-ass uncle and be like, nigga, where did you get those houseplants? And he's going to be like, Whole Foods, nephew. You know what I mean, bro? How can one live like that in the comment section under that meme? I completely agree with you. How do you live like that? Because I can't. And full respect to niggas who that's all they need. I mean, you saving more money than me and my uncle are. You know what I mean? I get amped about fucking getting a a, a pumpkin spice uh, candle for my crib. Well, my crib smells like nothing but some fucking carpet cleaner. I get amped about going to Walmart or Yankee Candle and looking at all the different shit that they got and smelling them all. Smelling them all just to fucking end up getting the vanilla one that I knew I was going in there to get. Insert Joker meme because that's me. I'm a clown when it comes to going to buy candles. I know that I'm going to pick out the vanilla one, but guess what? I fucking go through all of them before I pick out the vanilla one that I knew I went into the store to get. That makes zero fucking sense. Get the fuck out of here. But that's shopping with Jimmy. Jimmy loves home decor. Loves it. Needs it. I want my house to look like a fucking work of art. I need it all. I need the shit to put on the table. I need the fucking, the, 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 I'm looking around my crib right now. I don't know what any of this shit is, bro. I just pick it out because it looks good. And I want when people come, when people to come over my crib, they're like, oh, look at this guy. He's artistic as fuck. And I'm really just an asshole. I'm just an asshole. This shit like low key is good for my anxiety though. Cause I don't, you know what I mean? Like it's same thing with a mess. A mess gives me anxiety. A house with no decor. Yeah. It kind of gives me anxiety. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. So I'm going to go off on some, some current events and shit. It's a little late because last week we didn't do the podcast and you know, it's messy. Like how messy this podcast is is giving me anxiety. I need some fucking wall decor in this podcast. And I think I've put some up already. You know what I need in my house? I need the Dominican listeners know what this is. I, th- this is what I need to ask my uncle where to get it from. And you probably can only get it from DR. But you go to your fucking parents' house, Dominican Dominican listeners, or I even, I've even seen it with Port- you know Portuguese listeners. I think that's something we all have in common. Portuguese, maybe Italian, uh, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans. You go into your fucking parents or grandparents' house, they always have that one, um, they always have that, like, one wall painting of somebody standing outside of a, what looks like, like a wooden house, like a log cabin, almost, with fucking fruits on their, on their head, carrying fruits on their head, and it's always, like, a fucking, uh, a, a darker-skinned woman who's super curvy. Love those. I need one. Yo, these Jesus shoes, bro. This shit was 
I couldn't believe it when I read it. It was a a pair of Jesus shoes were on sale for like $4,000. And you literally buy them to walk on water, they say. Because the the shoes were designed by a Brooklyn-based creative arts company, MSCHF. And I'm lazy as fuck, so I'm not going to look up what that means. And they come with holy water in the soles. Um, they bought a normal pair of Nike Air Max 97 sneakers at market value and they filled the soles with actual water from the, ri- the, the river Jordan. Why would anyone th- like, oh my God, why would you? But I picture the most fucking arrogant motherfucker buying these sneakers and going to to go to the fucking Nara and get stabbed. Do you know what I mean? I'm not paying more than I mean, I'm a sneakerhead. I know it gets it gets a little hectic. It gets a little hectic. But but I'm not paying more than, even when I'm rich, I feel like, even 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 when, and I say even when because that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. Speak it into existence. I'm going to collect the bag. I'm not paying more than, I, I want to say, like, if, if I, even if I'm rolling in the door, I feel like I couldn't pay more than, like, $500 for sneakers. I just couldn't do it. I could not bring myself to it. And there's some grails that I went out there, but like realistically, I'd be looking at them and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to get that pair of sneakers. But I never end up acting on it. And I would not like, it just stays in my head and I'm like, yeah, I want them. But guess what? In in life, you don't always get what you want. And that's something my dad always told me and smart man. Not happening. And they look so fu- by the At this point, you guys know what they look like. If not, look it up. But they look so arrogant bro like the most arrogant person in the world will buy these and literally rock them to a hookah lounge and that same person who's wearing those sneakers will start a fight with everybody just because they're walking on holy water just because they're that full of shit get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here terrible this one, by the way, is, is, is a breaking one because I literally just thought of it. Bro, why does Kanye all of a sudden think he's like, he's, this nigga's hilarious, bro. Because I just thought of this because we're talking about Jesus and he's got the Jesus album coming out supposedly this Friday. I'm not going to get all hype about that because the nigga never actually... Um, puts his music out when he says he's going to. I gotta drink some water. <clears throat> I have a cold that was probably sexually transmitted, but not a not a fucking uh, disease. 
Yeah, because I got tested for that shit at the doctor's too. I forgot to leave. I, I left that part out. She's like, oh, we testing you for an STD just in case. I'm like, well, I don't have one. And I didn't have one. It's funny that I get all fucking paranoid about shit. And like when it comes to an STD, I'm like, nah, nigga, I'm clean. I don't need to fucking ask Google. I'm clean. Um, Yeah, bro. This nigga Kanye, he's putting out this album, this Jesus. Uh, I don't even remember. Honestly, I'm not going to look it up. He's putting out this like fucking album that it from what it sounds like is going to be like some religious shit. And it sounds more and more like it's going to be some religious shit because this nigga um, said that he he's apparently the album's going to have like no swears on it at all. We'll see if it if it's not good for him. I'm not going to lie. I look at some of the. Uh, the Sunday service shit and I'm like, yo, this shit's lit. Because, you know, we all went to church at one point or another, and you went to church, and there was some church shit that smacked. You were like, mm, yeah, oh. Uh. Like fucking church music would play, and you're just stomping your feet, and you're fucking waving your hands in there, and you catching the Holy Ghost. That's how the Sunday service shit looks sometimes. It looks, it looks lit. I'm not going to lie. NGL. So I'm a little excited for the album. But now this nigga wants to make it a whole gimmick. And you know what? Like 13, 14 year old me in high school who was getting amped about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but at the same time being like, yo, Kanye's in the Illuminati. One day he's going to release an album and it's going to be some fucking, that's when, that's it. That's when he's going to come out as the Antichrist and we're fucked after that. That right there, what I spoke at high school is is happening when this Kanye album comes out. That's what's going to happen. I, I called this shit in high school and this is it. Nah. In high school though, if I was like 13, 14, I would have been paranoid as fuck about this whole Jesus is King situation. That's the name of the album. Shout out to me. My brain is working again. Um, Yeah, bro. 13, 14 year old me would have looked at this Kanye and been like, Oh shit. This nigga, this nigga is going to come out as the antichrist now and we're done. But he's coming out and saying that the album's not going to have swears. And then he says that he's done making devilish music, bro. You already sold your soul to the devil. You already are. You already like, I thought when I, like, I thought when you sold your soul to the devil, you don't get it back. You don't get it back. Not I thought you don't you don't get it back, bro. You don't fucking make Jesus walks and then make my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which was literally a whole Illuminati fest like that. And I want to say like Jay-Z came out with like on to the next one and everybody was like Illuminati and the and the and the fucking music video is gone. And then Kanye came out with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which the whole album and everything around it was like, oh, Illuminati. And then, and then you clearly sold your soul when you came out with that album. And now you want to like get it back. No, that doesn't happen. That, that that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Kanye, you don't fucking, there's no store. Like, yeah, there's stores that you can fucking buy shit and, and, and take it back. You know what I mean? But there, you, what is it? Oh, Spirit Halloween. Yeah, bro, you can't fucking buy a Halloween costume, right? 
and then bring it back to the Halloween store after Halloween. Because guess what? You can't. It's just like selling your soul to the devil. When you sell your soul to the devil, that's it. So this nigga is a clown. You're making this fucking Jesus is King album, and you're like, I'm done with devilish music. Guess what? The devil will still meet you at the gates, bro. Because you're literally going, when you die, if you do, if you're not the Antichrist and you're not in the Illuminati, when you die, you're going to go to heaven, and God's going to be like, well, you know, you sold your soul to the devil, so you can eat a dick. Thanks for the Jesus is King album, even though you made me wait a couple weeks for it, but goodbye. Also, why isn't Kanye coming out with this album on um, the birth of Christ? Terrible, terrible marketing. Terrible marketing. <sighs> I can't even breathe right now. This shit had to be talked about. CDC issues warning as syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia infections reach all-time high. Let's go. I predicted this shit too. Bro, I am Nostradamus. I predict everything. On this podcast, the podcast of champions. Also, let's not talk about that. Let's just not talk about it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, good. If you do, let's not talk about it. Yeah, the Yankees got eliminated, all right, if you're lost. <clears throat> but I predicted, I've been saying on this podcast over and over again, y'all niggas is having, y'all bitches is having, all of y'all, because now we have to make sure we say they and them are having way too much fun with this hot girl, hot boy summer shit. And guess what? Let me read this shit like a news anchor. CDC issues warning as syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia infections reach an all-time high. Get the fuck out of here. Y'all are dirty. What they say in, in uh, Cat in the Hat? It's fun to have fun, but you got to know how. And y'all don't know how to have fun because STD infections are at an all-time high because y'all want to have real ass shit, give a fuck about a nigga and what's on his dick. Y'all are dirty. And the men are dirty. You're all equally dirty. Relax with the hot girl, hot boy summer shit. Maybe there will be nothing around the corner. Maybe there will be no, you know, hot. I already gave the keys to the guys. I gave the keys to the guys on the last podcast. And I said, um, it was either the last podcast or the podcast before. I'm sorry. I'm burnt sometimes. I gave the guys the keys and I said, cold nigga winter. Don't fuck. Just beat your meat. This itself will cure what, what what this this is dirty is what this is and i keep saying it but it's so fucking dirty and i know no biggie you catch fucking chlamydia you take a pill it's gone in a couple days fine i'm not uptight about it but do we really want to have it though do we really want to have it though I, honestly honestly Cause yeah, we, have we all been there uh, one time or another? Yeah. But is it okay? No. 
do we really want to have it to begin with? You know? This article, bro, when I read it, I was like, I'm the fucking man. Because I said that this shit is getting out of control. And yeah, I was talking about, I was like, yo, you know, someone's either going to catch an STD or you're going to fucking hurt people. Girls or guys, whatever. You're going to be talking to people and you're going to, you know, you're going to act like you're all into them and shit. And then you're going to have your hot girl, hot boy summer shit happening on the side. And somebody's going to die because you led them on and they thought you were so into them. But you're fucking around on the side and you gave them chlamydia. And now they're like me with the WebMD shit, but about STDs. And they're going to look at the fact that they have chlamydia and they're going to be like, you know what? I'm done. And they blow their brains up. And it's your fault because you gave a WebMD guy an STD. Relax. Relax. The other thing I was looking at too was the Joker, the, the whole Joker movie staircase shit. Bruh. The Bronx is dead ass getting gentrified. The Bronx is getting gentrified. I thought it would be the last borough to get gentrified. The last. But now it is over a movie. Over a movie. My nigga. Do not Caucasians in New York. Caucasians across America. Caucasians. My listeners everywhere. My Caucasian listeners everywhere. Do not go to the Bronx and look for these staircases because it is not a good neighborhood. It's not a good neighborhood. The Bronx is not a good bro. The Bronx is awesome for niggas like me. I can just walk through, keep my phone in my pocket, don't walk with it in front of my face like an idiot and then get mad when it gets robbed because I'm walking through the Bronx. Stay with your Bronx Zoo. Stay with your Yankee Stadium. Don't go to the Joker staircase and think you can paint your hair green and paint your face and do the whole dancing shit down the staircase because a group of screet niggas is going to look at you and be like, look at this guy. This guy has way too much time on his hands which means he has way too much money. And he's also Caucasian. And he also has a tourist book in the back of his, in his back pocket. So he's not from here. So let's rob this nigga. Relax. And just don't do it. Just don't do it. And don't gentrify the Bronx, bro. Don't fucking move to the Bronx or fucking surround the Bronx and make it a whole tourist attraction because it's the Joker stairs. No, it's those fucking ginormous stairs in the Bronx. Leave them there. Yes, it was a good, it was a great scene. I'm so amped that the movie was filmed filmed in parts of the Bronx. I am, dude, that was the, that was one of the best things I, I loved about that movie, but leave it alone. Leave it alone. I didn't have this in my notes, but I have it now that I, I bring it up in my fucking IG shit. Dude, this girl, uh, Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin, right? 
she fucking said the N word in while she was singing, um, ready or not by the Fugees. Somebody's going to come at me for saying that the wrong way, but I barely listen to him. Somebody's also going to come at me for saying that. And I don't care, bro. Everybody came at her life for saying the N word because she was singing ready or not. And then she had to make this video. What's up, everybody? I just wanted to reach out and apologize. I am sorry. I am sorry if I offended anyone by singing along to the Fugees, to a song I love that I grew <laughs> up on. I love Lauryn Hill. Hey, what's up, everybody? I just wanted to reach I'm sorry out and apologize. If I offended I'm sorry. anyone. I'm sorry if I offended anyone. Is the most used quote between 2018 2019. On God. And I hope in 2020 it stops. First of all, this girl is Spanish. Hey, what's up, everybody? I just you wanted I mean? to reach out and apologize. I am sorry. I am sorry if I offended anyone. It was, oh uh, yeah, it was, uh, she posted a video and part of the song was Niggas Give Me Heebie Jeebies. Oh my God. This girl is Spanish, hey, first up, of all. Second of all, shut up. I mean, like, bro, if, if we're being real, like, are we really going to act like Spanish people across the world? Don't say that. Like I grew up, I just talked to you about where I went to high school and where I grew up and it was mostly Spanish and black people. And we all said the N word. That's how we fucking spoke to each other. And that's just speaking to each other. This girl is Spanish and she's singing the lyrics to a song that, that shit. I don't really get that shit. I don't really get. You know, that Kendrick thing happened a little while ago and white girl got on stage after Kendrick literally told her to get on stage and she said the N-word, which were part of lyrics to his song, and Kendrick was like, ah, what? Bro, I don't understand you people. The easily offended people. The, like, you guys at this point just look like you search for things to get mad at and it is the most annoying thing in the world and it needs to stop because it goes up my ass sideways. And when it goes up my ass sideways, I go on rants on the podcast. And when I go on rants on the podcast, they do well. They run up numbers. I get a bag and everybody's salty about it. So to avoid this salty feeling, don't set me off because when I have the rants, that is when I get the bag. That's when the podcast does well. That's when I get the bag. All jokes aside, though, before I went down that little fucking rabbit hole of bullshit, <laughs> I just don't see the big deal. And I, I'm going to keep it a buck, and I'm going to get my balls busted about this, and I really don't care when, it, when, was, when was the first, when was the last time. It won't be the first and last time I give a fuck about I don't give a fuck about uh, getting my balls busted. When I hear white people say it, right? And it's mostly, I mostly hear them say it when they're listening to music. 
sometimes I see them talking, just talking and talking to me and being like, that, this nigga, like they're talking about, oh, this nigga, man, like complaining. I'm not the first guy to be like, bro, you can't say that. Yeah, do I look at them and be like, <laughs> eh, you look funny because you're a white boy. And I know that you grew up in West Warwick. And I know that not an ounce of you is black or Spanish or anything. But you said it and you look funny. Yeah, that's what my mental is. And I've even said it out loud. I'm like, hey, you look kind of funny. But I'm not going to, I'm not the fucking, I'm not the one who's going to be like, oh, yo, 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 don't fucking say that. All right. I'm going to fucking smack the shit out of you. Don't say that shit. It's a little extra to me. Because what if that, what, you know, clearly there's people in this world who think Spanish people can't say it because that girl got in trouble for it. That girl got in trouble for it. But. So my point is clearly she, you know, there's people in in the world who think Spanish people shouldn't say the N word. I grew up in Harlem and in Harlem and I, and I speak for everyone. Trust me. Everyone in Harlem, Spanish and black people all said the N word and it was fine. Everyone said it. And it was fine. Nobody ever said anything to me about saying nigga. Ever. Ever. But there's people in this world who think so. Which I've never met. But somehow, yeah, online there was a bunch of people who, whatever. Which I think that that's bullshit and I think that's part of the whole, you know what, let's get mad at whatever nowadays and that's something different. Here, This is my hot take on the whole white boy saying and shit. That white boy, Okay. You're mad at him. You're like, yo, don't fucking say that word. Why the fuck are you saying it? And there are people in this world like that. I've seen it at work. You know, Phil, my my former uh, camera guy slash he he spoke a little bit on here. He said it at 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 work. And this other Dominican cat, Oliver, who works w- with us, he'll go up to him and be like, yo, stop saying that word. Phil told me. And I've seen it happen before. But what if the white boy that you're getting mad at for saying nigga, what if he fucking got comfortable with that and he grew up with other black people and Spanish people who allowed that? How mad at him can you be when he was allowed his whole life? And that's how he greeted his boys, and that's how his boys greeted him back, and it was normal. Come on, guys. I mean, pick honestly, pick what you want to get all fucking flustered about. That's my point here with this shit. I was watching um, real quick. I wanted to break down the end of Castaway, guys. Pisses me off so much. Every time it's on TV, great movie. Great movie from front to back. Tom Hanks, you know what I mean. One of the one of the one of the greats, bruh. The end of that movie when he fucking comes back from being missing. He like this nigga was part of a fucking plane crash, 
and ended up being on this island. And if you've seen the movie, you know. But if you didn't see the movie, short summary, this nigga fucking was in a plane crash and he crash lands on this fucking uh this this fucking um island and the whole time on the island he's alone. He's talking to this fucking this uh Spalding ball and he's going crazy and you know, he fends for himself. He's gone for years. He goes back and this is the normal part, I guess. It pissed me off to see. But this is the normal part, I guess. He gets back and who was his wife is not his wife no more. She's married to somebody else. But that's that's the part that pissed me off a little bit. Because, you know, you watch movies like that and you're like, why? 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 Why does it have to be that way? Why? Just like in, in real life, if you, you know, bro, I'm not going to front. If I was Tom Hanks, bro, and I came back, and if the marriage was good, if the marriage was like bad, I would come back and be like, hell yeah, I'm single again. What? She's married to somebody else. Let's go. I'm acting up. Hot girl summer. But if I come back after the marriage, you know, I'll, you know, you're in love, which the movie depicted him to be. They were happily married, happily in love. And you come back and he's married to somebody else, bro. I'm off in myself. I literally was on this island. And one of my sole purposes for getting back was probably I want to get back to my fucking wife. And I get back. And she's with another dude. I'm offing myself. Probably. Because I just spent mad long on this island. And they have a movie about that. They have, they have a real version of because Tom Hanks he just he just dips after that and he's like you know what it's cool I'll I'll leave that is the PG version the rated R version is called Brothers and it's with fucking Toby Maguire and Jake Gyllenhaal and they're brothers and Toby Maguire's character is in the uh he's in the army and he leaves and his wife, who's played by Natalie Portman, thinks he died. Everyone thinks he died. And he comes back and he finds out that she is, spoiler alert, fucking his brother, Jake Gyllenhaal. And guess what this nigga did? He gets into a huge fight. And it's one of the best acting performances I've ever seen. But he gets into this huge fucking, like, blow up on his wife, Natalie Portman and, and his brother, Jake Gyllenhaal. And he goes out to the front with, with a gun and he's getting ready to blow his brains out in front of the house, all over the front lawn. That's the real version. But the end of castaway pisses me off so much because he goes to her crib and she's like, she kisses him and she hops in his car and she's like, let's go. Let's let's just fucking go. I'm in love with you still. I want to leave my new husband. Let's go. And then out of the blue, she's like, she looks at him and she's like, I want to go home. So she just gave the nigga the biggest set of blue balls he's ever seen since he got off this island. And the poor guy has to just bring her back home because like a female, she doesn't know what she wants. And... She just leaves him there and goes back to her life. Fuck the end of Castaway. 
And if you haven't seen it or it's been a little while, watch it. Guaranteed the end will piss you off. I got the video right here. <clears throat> She's calling him. And he comes back with the, with the with the truck. Yep. Making out. You, you can tell by the music. They're making out in the front. Rain's pouring down. It's romantic as fuck. Because he leaves the house after he realizes that, like, you know, she's married to another guy and everything. And he comes back after she calls him. Right here. Check. And he comes back in the truck. So he comes back. Whole makeout session. Music intensifies. Water coming down. It's like the notebook. And she's wearing a fucking white shirt, obviously, because every movie ever, when a girl is making out, she's wearing a white fucking button-down shirt that's see-through, kind of. Oh, yeah, this is the best. Oh, my fucking God. That's the best. This is the shit that fucking irks me. After the makeout, ready? Oh, my God, eat a dick. I always knew you were alive, but I went and married somebody else anyway. Eat a dick. What a bitch. Yeah. I love you. Oh, I love you. Right? He's looking at her like, yes. I love you too, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Right? More than you'll ever know. Making out again in the rain. They're getting soaked. She's getting soaked. She's getting soaked in other ways. He's getting hard. He's like, I'm about to bring her home. Right? They're getting ready to get in the truck. He turns around. He's like lightly letting go of her hand. And she's holding on to his hand. And she's like, nope, I'm coming with you. So he puts her in the truck. Willingly. She's in the front seat. All she looks all excited. She watches the nigga get in the car. Right? Again, this poor guy was on an island just now for years, getting ready to go back to her. Silence. He's looking at her. He's getting ready to start the car. And she doesn't even have to say it. He's like, bitches ain't shit. You have to go. Yep. What a bitch. And she confirms it. I'm chewing gum on my podcast now, and I know Ant tells me not to do it, but I'm doing it because I'm pissed off. And he drives her back, good old Tom Hanks. Good old Tom Hanks drives her back to her crib. I would have made that bitch walk back. You know what? You want to make out with me outside in the rain with your fucking see-through white shirt on and get me all hard and fucking in my feelings about where we used to be? Walk back home, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? Fucking Castaway pisses me off every time. Great movie up until the end, man. Great movie up until the end. When that fucking last scene comes, I just want to fucking kill everybody. Relax, I'm kidding. <laughs> Niggas is going to report my ass. 
Castaway will make you feel that way at the end. I swear to God. Oh my God. That just got me in my feelings, bro. And I've already been in my feelings. That fucking dude, Tom Hanks, bro. I feel for you, man. I'm about to just throw this on real quick. Oh my God. Stop it. That's how I feel lately. Like, like my whole life is bachata right now, son. Am I your daddy? Am I your king? My nigga Romeo. That's what that's what my life is, and that's what Tom Hanks's life is at the end of that movie. It's a whole bag of bachata. You feel me, ladies and gentlemen? My time is up. Your time is now. This has been the Sin Vergüenza podcast, episode number fifteen. I hope that you enjoy it. As messy as I thought it was going to be, I think we coasted through this thing and it was actually fire. So do not forget to subscribe. Do not forget to follow if you're on Spotify. Do not forget to leave a review if you can. And do not forget to share. Because if you love me and you're listening, why wouldn't you? Because I love y'all. That's why that's part of why I do it every week, because I want to fuck. It's important to me to make people laugh and to spread joy. Have a good week. I will catch on next week. And again, I'm sorry. There's going to be no visuals for a little bit. This is what you're going to have to deal with. OK, this is it. Just my voice. This is this is the voice of God. And I am telling you. Actually, the voice of white tribe, but you know. All right, have a good week. I'm over here bullshit.